0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 19. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Let me read you a little story before we get going. A young man went to the Super Bowl when he was excited. And when he got to the stadium, he realized his ticket was for a seat in the last row in the far corner of the stadium. It wasn't a great seat, but it was free, so he was happy. Well, halfway through the first quarter, he realized there was a seat right on the edge of the field, empty. And so he goes over to sit, and there's an older gentleman there, and he said, is anybody sitting here? The old man said, nope. He said, can I take that seat? The old man said, sure. Well, after a while, he looks over and he says, I can't believe this great seat wasn't taken. Well, the man said, well, actually, that's my wife's seat. We've been coming to the Super Bowl together since 1967. He said, this is the first year we haven't been to the Super Bowl together since we were married. Well, the young man said, I'm thankful, but I'm so sorry. And then he said, Didn't you have some family member you could give the seat to? And the old man said, oh, no, they're all at the funeral. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not right. Some things are just wrong. That's wrong. Listen. (laughs) Get your pen, get your pad. Listen, questions. And answers to questions can define a person. That question and that answer defined that man at that moment. The answer to the question revealed his heart, didn't it? The answer to the question revealed his heart, didn't it? The answer to the question showed his priorities were all messed up. It revealed a man who honored a game more than the memory of his wife. Well, in our text, we have a man who is full of questions. Pilate, in this encounter with Jesus, Pilate says, what shall I do with this man called the Christ? And listen, the question and the answer defines Pilate's life forever. If you've been with us, you know, uh, were you with me last week? Were you with me last week? Show of hands, show of hands, show of hands, show of hands. hands. Good. You know, last week um, we talked about Jesus was before Pilate, and then Herod, and then back to Pilate in less than an hour. Three trials happened quickly, and the reason they happened so fast was because there was no evidence against Jesus, no witnesses, no, nothing to argue, nothing to accuse him, no prosecuting attorney, no defense attorney, refuting the prosecuting attorney. Pilate is dumbfounded. He doesn't know what to do. Matthew 27, 22, write it down. Pilate said, what shall I do? With Jesus, who was called the Christ. And the crowd said, Crucify him, crucify him. And last week we talked about the soldiers took Jesus into the Praetorium. And the Praetorium was Pilate's headquarters in Jerusalem, next to the Antonio Fortress. I'll show it to you in January if you go with us. The soldiers decided to play a game of Cosmic King. It's all in a day's work as they begin to mock and pay homage to the King. Chapter 19, look at verse 2. They stripped him and they put on a what? A scarlet robe, a purple robe on him. And they twisted a crown of thorns and they jammed it on his head. And I told you the thorns represent three things. Was anybody listening to me last week? I told you those thorns represent three things. Tell me what I told you. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Sin, sorrow, and sweat. The crown of thorns was to mock as a mock crown, as a real king. They put a reed in his hand, Matthew 27. Remember I told you, you've got to put the stories together in order to get the full picture. And Matthew 27:29 tells us that they put a reed in his hand as a mock scepter. The same verse tells us they bow before him in mockery. Little do they know that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Did you know that? And then they spat in his face. I don't think there's anything more disgusting, more disgusting, and more degrading, and more humiliating. Y'all hear me? More disgusting, more degrading, more humiliating than spitting on someone. Can you imagine spit running down the face of God? Jesus could have said, okay, that's enough. He could have said, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Forget it. If this is the verdict of the people and the cruelty of the Gentiles, then forget it. But Isaiah 50 tells us, I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and from spitting. Think about that for a minute. They plucked and pulled and ripped the hair from his face. Listen, there is nothing worse than having your beard pulled. I used to hold babies. <laughs> when I had a beard, for some of y'all, if y'all remember so many years ago, so y'all remember when I had a beard? Anybody remember I had a beard? Okay, I had a full beard, and uh, it wasn't quite as full as yours, sir. And, uh, and I used to hold babies, and, and, and babies have this strange obsession with beards, they really do. If you've got a beard and you hold a baby, that baby will grab onto that beard and will not let that thing go. And you're like, oh. And I'm like, please, here, take, there's your evil baby. Take your baby back. <laughs> Check the head for 666. That's an evil. It's an evil baby. And then last week, we talked about the scourging. I don't really, really... Push the CD, pick up, I let you know. But this one I think is really, really important. As we talked about last week, the scourging of Jesus begins. And scourging was a form of corporal punishment and painful beyond belief. We talked about that last week, remember? Romans called scourging halfway death because it was like being halfway dead. Cicero called scourging and crucifixion the extreme and ultimate punishment, the cruelest and most disgusting penalty. Josephus called it the most pitiful of death. We talked about the scourging at great length last week, and I invite you to pick up the CD in the bookstore if there's any available. We got to get to it. I've titled this sermon The No-Fault Judge the no-fault judge. John chapter 19, saints, we pick up in verse 5. This is a powerful text to me. John chapter 19, we pick up in verse 5. If you're looking at verse 5 and not at me, verse 5, then say amen. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, what do you say, saints? Behold the man, therefore, when the chief and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him. For, y'all read it with me, I find no fault in him. Underline it. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, He was the more afraid underline that. And I'm going to tell you why. And he went again into the praetorium and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. And then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? And Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. And from then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out. From then on, Pilate sought to release him. Did y'all get that? From then on, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out. If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Whoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. And when Pilate, therefore, heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat in the place that is called the pavement. But in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Remember, I told you it's white marble. It's beautiful. This big, beautiful white marble um, throne that, that they sat on. It was just gorgeous. Now, it was the preparation day of the Passover in about the sixth hour. And he said to the Jews, behold, your king, he Pilate said to the Jews, behold, your king. But they cried out away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? And the chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. And then he delivered him to be crucified. And so they took Jesus and led him away. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. Go back up to verse four of chapter 19. Pilate then went out again and said to them, behold, I am bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no fault in this man. Listen, this statement is a very telling statement. I find no fault in him. First of all, If Jesus were going to be a substitute for our sin, our sin, he had to be sin free. He had to be faultless. How could a sinner die for a sinner? So he had to be faultless. He had to be sin free. And by the way, Jesus is the only sin free individual on the planet. Some folks think they are sin free. You ever know somebody like that? They just think they do everything right. They do nothing wrong. They never apologize for anything. You ain't perfect. Amen. Nobody's perfect. That's why we can't stand in judgment in one another and go, you know, you do that and you do that and you do that and you do that. Well, what do you do? Everybody got their sin. Everybody got their sin. That's why we can't judge anybody. That's why we gotta judge ourselves. And if you wanna compare yourself to somebody, then compare yourself to Jesus, and I guarantee you, you will come up short. I guarantee you. Jesus is the only faultless one. Sin free, no fault in him. Think about it, when you need to put down a reference on a job application, nobody references their worst enemy, do they? You don't reference your worst enemy, no. You reference people who speak well of you. You reference people who like you. You reference people who think you're cute. (laughs) Don't you? But you don't reference people who don't like you. Jesus, get this, worst enemies confess that he was sinless. Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him, said, I have betrayed innocent blood. The thief on the cross, don't you remember? This man has done nothing. Jesus was holy and harmless and undefiled and separate from sinners. Even his worst enemies confessed that he was perfect and faultless. Pilate said, I find no fault in him. Listen, the Bible teaches, plain and simple, Jesus became a sinless, sacrificial savior. Jesus was sinless, we are sinful. Jesus said, Father, treat me as if I'm a sinner and treat the sinner as if they were me. Father, wound me and I will take the punishment and the scourging for the sinner. Father, treat the sinner with grace and pour your wrath upon me. And if there's anything during Thanksgiving that we can be, thankful for is that Jesus took the wrath of God upon himself that we would not have to take it upon ourselves. Jesus did that for us. That's grace. That's grace. Y'all ain't hear me. That's grace. G-R-A-C-E, grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. God's grace, he's shown to us throughout the scourging, throughout the crucifixion, God's grace was shown to us. There was a custom during the Passover that, that one Jewish prisoner would be released In remembrance of their leaving Egypt, look at verse 39 of chapter 19. Pilate said, which one do you want me to release? Jesus or Barabbas? Now, y'all stay with me. You're going to love this. Barabbas, his name comes from two words, Bar and Abba. Bar and Abba. Bar means son. Y'all stay with me. You'll learn something. Bar means son. Remember Jesus said, Simon, son of Barjona. Bar means son and Abba means father. So Barabbas, his name means son of the father. Are y'all picking up this picture? Here we have Jesus standing there who is the son of the father. And Pilate is saying, do you want me to release the son of the father or the son of the father? Interesting. Pilate brought Jesus out wearing the crown of thorns, a purple robe, and said, behold the man. Notice he didn't say, behold your king. He said, behold the man. I think Pilate is saying, look, he's a man. No threat to you or anybody. He's standing there, blood streaming down his face. His appearance is disfigured, blood rushing down his back and legs. And Pilate looks at him and he just says he's a helpless person powerless man. Behold the man. And the thing that I want to continue to bring you to remembrance of that I've said probably three weeks in a row, and I'll say it again. Everything that happened to Jesus, the beating, the scourging, the crucifixion was all carefully planned and predicted and prophesied in the scriptures. Jesus' death on the cross was no accident. Jesus' death on the cross was no misfortune. Jesus willingly, the Bible says, involuntarily of his own accord went to the cross in heaven, pre-Genesis 1.1. In heaven, the Godhead, got together and decided that the second person of the Godhead, which would be Jesus, would come down to the earth and take on flesh and suffered as a man. Nobody killed Jesus. Jesus willingly, voluntarily gave his life for our sin. Are you glad about it? Are you happy about it? John chapter 10, verse 17. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. Did y'all get that? Because I lay down my life. That I might take it again and no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. And now listen, Pilate sees, Pilate has seen many people scourged. Pilot has seen many men die of scourging. Pilate has heard men screaming out agony. That's why you got to get the CD because you got to understand this scourging process. Pilate heard many men screaming out in agony from scourging. But I don't think that he has ever seen a man like this endure scourging. Jesus was taking the full wrath of God upon himself during the scourging. And we talked about it last week that oftentimes we think that Jesus died on the cross and it was on the cross that he bore our sin. That is true. But Jesus bore our sin throughout the whole process, throughout the whole. Can I get a witness? (laughs) Throughout the whole scourging process, he bore our sins when that first flagellum. Huh? the leather straps and the metal pieces and the pieces of glass. When that first, and the metal hooks on the end, when I first came down and wrapped around his back, that's when he began to bear our sins. Even before that, when they were playing a cruel game of punching him in the face and torturing him. The whole process, let's get that in our heads. It wasn't just he's on the cross and now he's bearing our sins. The whole process, Jesus bore our sins. And I don't think Pilate has ever seen anything like that, that Jesus took God's wrath upon himself during that whole process. Isaiah 53, 7, when he was oppressed and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. So it's possible, listen, that during the 39 stripes, Jesus didn't say a word. And at that point, Pilate was totally impressed. And Jesus had made such an impression on him that I think when he put Jesus before the people and said, behold the man, I think that was um, honor, respect. Um, um, looking for the right word. Just just a, a point of... Um, you know, um, dignity. And what word am I looking for? Huh? Reverence. Just like behold the man. Look at that. He never, he'd never seen anything like that. Never. Probably never seen anybody live through because most people didn't live through the 39 stripes. We talked about all this last week. Please get that CD if you ordered, if it's not available. Most people need to live through it. So he says, Behold the man. Now in verse 6, when the chief priest and the officers saw him, they said, Crucify him, crucify him. Keep in mind there's a mob mentality going on here. It's out of control. These people are thirsty for blood. Pilate is scared and freaked out. Pilate said, You take him and crucify him. I find no fault in this man. And remember, his wife came to him and said, Don't have anything. I had a tweety, I had a dream about this guy. Don't have anything to do with him. His wife said that. Look at verse seven. The Jews said, we have a law and according to our law, he ought to die because he made himself to be God. Leviticus 24, 16 says that. We have a law and according to our law, he has to die because he made himself to be God. And finally, finally, we have the real reason for the problem with Jesus. Finally. Finally. It wasn't that he didn't pay his taxes. It wasn't that he was an insurrectionist. It wasn't that he was hanging out with prostitutes and sinners and that's why they didn't like him or that that, that he was trying to cause an, uh, an uprising. The beef that they had with Jesus, the real problem they had with Jesus was because he proclaimed to be God. That's the problem. And when somebody says to you that Jesus never claimed to be God, because there are many cults who believe that Jesus never claimed to be God over and over and over and over. There is a plethora of scripture that tell us that Jesus claimed to be God. That is the reason why they wanted to kill the man point blank period. They wanted to kill him because he claimed to be God. Verse eight tells us Pilate was even more afraid. Now, why? Well, listen, the Romans, including Pilate, was very, they were very suspicious people, and they believed that from time to time, the gods could empower humans. They believed that the gods, small g, could give humans supernatural ability, or the gods themselves would leave God world, if you will, and come to the earth like Hercules. So when Pilate hears that Jesus claimed to be the son of God, Pilate is afraid. Why? Because he just beat him up. Y'all say amen. And if this guy is God, Houston, we have a problem. And remember the words of women, they come back at you. Fellas say amen. Amen. She said, honey, don't have anything to do with this guy. It's not good. So they said he's telling us that he is God. And Pilate is afraid. Verse 9, Pilate goes back to the praetorium and said to Jesus, where are you from? Now, y'all understand this, don't you? He's not asking about his address. Say amen. Where are you from? Like, are you from the realm of the gods? Notice the claim of Jesus and the calm of Jesus makes Pilate nervous. Verse 10, Pilate said, Are you speaking, not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power over you and power to release you? Now the question is, why didn't Jesus say anything to Pilate? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, to fulfill Bible prophecy. Remember Isaiah 53. He opened not his mouth, fulfilling Bible prophecy. Also, he had already told Pilate, I'm a king. I came from God to bear witness of the truth. And Pilate walked out and said, what is truth? Look at chapter 18, chapter 18, look at it, uh, verse 38. Look at that. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Jesus had already told him. I came to bear witness of the truth. Pilate says, what is truth? Jesus didn't answer because Jesus knows that Pilate doesn't want an answer. You know, some folks don't want an answer. When, well, you, y'all, y'all need to hear me. Listen, look at me, 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 look, look at me. Some folks don't want an answer. Some people just want to argue. They just want to argue. They don't want an answer. And you got to ask the Lord to give you wisdom to know when that time is to give him an answer and when not to give him an answer. Because Pilate, he he, he didn't want an answer. Jesus tried to, he told him, I came to bear witness of the truth. And Pilate goes, what is truth? Pilate just doesn't want an answer. Can I tell you something? Listen, when God has revealed something to a person and that person doesn't act on what they now know, God has nothing more to say. God stops speaking.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time.